Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, how are you? This is Nina Clark. I love being here listening to that fun music and that introduction from Dan. I am your host of Nina's Got Good News. I'm so excited that you're here, that I'm here, and you guys all came back. I mean, you guys are fantastic. All your support has been so awesome. This is a movement to share some good news and we are growing every single week. And today, we are here for podcast number 12 with a very special guest who will totally motivate you, totally inspire you. She radiates and spreads joy every single day here in Connecticut. The co-owner and founder of Joyride, a chain of boutique fitness studios here in Fairfield County, Connecticut. Please welcome to the podcast, Rody Lorenz. Rody, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here, Nina. Oh, you're so awesome. I'm so, so grateful that you came in and that you were able to come and share some of your good, positive energy because I'm so lucky that I get to go to your classes and see you, but now everyone else can share in that joy. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I obviously know you well, but tell everyone else a little bit about yourself and how you got into the fitness industry. Sure. Um, well, first, thank you again for inviting me. So I got into the fitness industry, um, I don't really wanna say by accident, but it wasn't entirely on purpose either. I had always been pretty physically fit. In high school, I played sports, and in college, I was a big runner, um, took a lot of group fitness classes. I have a dance background. I always loved music. And so those elements were always a really important part of my life. Um, after I had my first two children, I started teaching indoor cycling because we had lived in California when indoor cycling came out at the time it was pretty much called spinning and when we moved to Boston after that I couldn't find a gym that I was really excited about my husband's a cardiologist and he was doing his um, fellowship at the time and I didn't have any money for childcare. and I was going a little I was climbing the walls a little bit because we'd moved from California where the sun was always shining to Boston where I was cold cold and um, buried under a whole lot of snow so an incentive to get out of the house was definitely um, good for me and the idea that I could get paid to teach a class and get free childcare because most of the gyms had childcare was um, highly motivating oh for me. Oh my God, me. that was genius. So I started out teaching and my classes started to fill and I was like, boys, we are taking this on the road. So I started teaching at a bunch of different gyms. I would put them in there, you know, we wake up first thing, I'd grab breakfast for them. We'd go teach some classes in the morning. We'd come home. They'd have naps. We'd put the pajamas back on. We'd go to a different place, and I'd teach a night class. And I really, what I really found that I loved about it was the community and the connection with the riders, um, and then having the element of being able to physically push yourself and then have amazing music. So at first, it was more of a hobby, mm -hmm. and then I really loved teaching fitness, and I decided to get certified to teach Pilates, and that took me quite a while, but it was a really great compliment and really informed my understanding of anatomy, exercise physiology. It was a much more in-depth certification, and so that's kind of how my journey began. That's amazing. I love it. Well, so then let's get a little personal here just real quick. It's, 
Tell us a little about your first name, Rhody. Where does that come from? Was that a family name? I'm just curious because whenever someone's like, it's Rhody, they're like, wait, who? That's such a cool name. Yeah, no, I get asked about my name a lot. And as a little girl, it was not my favorite because I kind of wanted to be Jennifer or Allison or Sarah. Sarah. For sure. And my my quick answer now, I'm usually like, how much time do you have? My quick answer is my parents are unusual and therefore I have an unusual name. But the truth is that I was named after one of my mom's best friends. Aww. And in their family, it was a little bit of a family name, but yep. it was also made up by one of the fathers at some point. And my parents really liked the name and they liked the idea of having something a little different well, for Well, I me. love it. So, I thank love it. you. It always makes you stand out. So that's a good thing. Thank you. So then fast forward, you guys leave Boston and you obviously come to Connecticut. You right. have a third child because she is a mom of three boys. That's yes. just what a rock star she is. She does everything including raising three boys. So you have the three boys. And then what happened then when you got to Connecticut? Obviously now you own all these fitness studios, but that must've been a journey, right? To get there. For sure. I had my third son. And again, I was working at a bunch of local studios and gyms. And I really love the teaching element of it. Where I started to feel a little restless was both in the scheduling, not really having control as much over my schedule, um, some of the management at the places that I was working. Um, and also I felt, you know, as a mom who was, you know, staying at home but teaching classes, I also was seeking more of an intellectual challenge and opportunity to grow in that way. Mm -hmm. And so one day I was having a conversation with my dad and he's an entrepreneur and has started a couple of businesses. And he said, well, why don't you just open your own studio? And I said, well, I can't do that. I've never opened a business. Yes. I don't have money to do that. I have young children. I don't even know where I would begin with it. But somehow he did plant the seed. And then mm -hmm. I started, you know, when I was going to my jobs at different gyms, I was like, oh, I could do this differently. Or this would be cool if we did Better. this instead. <laughs> and so I kind of couldn't let the idea go. Mm -hmm. And it took a while before I found my business partners. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm currently still with Amy Hockhauser, who is my business partner. And we were essentially introduced because someone knew that she wanted to open a studio in Westport as well. Mm -hmm. So we kind of went on a blind date because I was like, well, she's not going to open it before I open it. Right. And she was like, no, no, no. I already am, you know, have the wheels turning to open this too. So it turned out to be a really great match because we had complementary skills and she brought the business side of it. She's a former lawyer and I had the fitness experience mm -hmm. and I could, you know, I knew what I wanted to create with that as far mm -hmm. as our and product. You're so creative. Yeah. You're so creative. Thank you. But shout out to Amy. We love Amy. Yes. You guys are such a good match. We I are think. a great team. We I really think that's are. awesome. And we always talk about that, like how important it is to find that power partner, right? That really um, compliments you 100%. and then you have that person to like bounce off ideas, especially when you are an entrepreneur. So let's talk a little bit about fitness because I know so many people are going to be like itching to get some of your ideas and your tips, but tell us first and foremost, what's your favorite form of exercise? It's definitely indoor cycling. Um, and I've been doing it for close to 20, maybe 22 years now. And so I really think that it speaks to both 
the fact that it's not a fad mm -hmm. and how transformative it can be mm -hmm. because I think other things you, you know, can get burned out of or plateau and it's not really challenging anymore. But I think a combination between the music always being a little bit different and the opportunity to always turn that resistance a little higher, mm -hmm. there's always another level that you can go to. Yep. Um, another key component for me as far as indoor cycling is definitely the mental aspect. I really haven't found another form of fitness where it's truly a meditation and a therapeutic 50 minutes, 60 minutes in the darkness where you can disconnect yeah. from outside and really focus on yourself mm -hmm. and building inner strength. And I think it's a wonderful metaphor for, for life and the challenges that we face. And if you just stick with that heavy resistance, take it to the top of the mountain, then you get to find out what's on the other side. She, you guys, she makes you go deep. So it's really <laughs> good. It trusts me. It's really good. And I agree. There are times where I leave her class and I've, I've been crying and I'm like, wait, I don't even know what just happened in there. What did Rody do to me? But yeah, it, it was like out. something I needed to do at the time. Right. I had to like have a cry over something and it just, you made it all happen. So yeah, I think it's both a physical like a as, well as, as well as emotional experience. <laughs> so how are men's and women's bodies different when it comes to fitness? Because I see men in there with you. Mm -hmm. Um, and now by the way, Joyride isn't just cycling. She's doing all sorts of amazing other classes including yoga, Pilates, HIIT workouts, boxing, mm -hmm. you know, she's doing everything. But what do you think in terms of, you know, I see the men in there, but just from your perspective, since you're my go-to fitness guru girl, how are the men's and the women's bodies different when it comes to exercise? Well, I think, um, you know, a basic thing is that in general, men are stronger. Mm -hmm. So whether it's lifting heavy weights or adding more resistance, um, there is just genetically a difference in power. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, a workout, I think that both men and women benefit from cross training, from cardio, strength, flexibility are kind of the three main mm -hmm. things that you want in your workout to both, you know, build strength, endurance and, um, and be safe too. So all three of those elements, I think then you can continue to do what you're doing longer. Yep. Okay. I love that. Now tell us a little bit about what you're seeing right now as, as far as like the new fitness trends, right. what is like the new thing? What is, what is sort of on your radar as the, the newest fitness trends out there? Well, in general, I think there, there are just so many right now. Yep. I think that if in a very wonderful way, fitness has become a lifestyle mm -hmm. and that probably more people than ever are more active and, you know, working out is definitely part of their routine during the day, yeah. which is, that's a great thing, which is right? wonderful. Yep. Uh, with that, I think that there are almost so many options for people mm -hmm. that as far as an industry, uh, what tends to happen then is there's less quality control. Mm -hmm. As far as the latest trends, I would definitely say I've seen rowing, boxing, mm -hmm. um, high intensity, so boot camp style classes that's called for sure, hit, right? High hit. intensity yep. interval training. Yeah, that's hit. what that's about. Yep. And then even things like Pilates that used to be more of a niche kind of yep. format, I think are becoming more mainstream because people are seeing the benefits of them. Yep. In my opinion, the things that will stay around are the things that have already proven to be really working well. Yep. So um, I tend to shy away from, you know, when there's like a new machine or new equipment or something that you try not seems to like a little bit gimmicky soon, right? yep. to okay. do that. Because I think that when you keep it 
down to basics, yep. that's the most effective. Yep. And it's sort of been tried and true. So for me, things like cycling, for sure boxing, for sure Pilates, yoga, rowing, I think all of those things will continue mm-hmm. to be around. Yep. And, you and know, we I, know they work. So, right, 100%, right? 100%. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've talked about this on the podcast before, but since I turned 45... I've just noticed my body changing. It didn't Mm. really happen for me at 40, but it happened at 45. So just talk a little bit about what people need to know, say, you know, maybe when they do turn 40 or then maybe like me, 45, Mm -hmm. that was the year things started to change. Or then even for me looking at 50 and beyond, you know, what is, what is that? What is the, you know, things that we need to know to sort of like look down the road and say like, and why, and why do you think that does happen? Does it just get harder as we get older, our body changes and mm-hmm. if losing the three pounds we want to lose and getting a little bit more in shape is harder than it used to be. What do you think is, what's, right. what's that all what's about? What's going on? Yeah. I think there's always a component that is uh, genetics, yep. obviously, and then obviously aging, our bodies are always changing. Mm-hmm. So as we age and particularly after 40, for women in particular, our hormones and our metabolism definitely start to change. So you may be doing the same routine, having a similar diet, and you're not necessarily getting the same results. Right. Bingo. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, you know, that's, that's part of the process. I always encourage people to do more cross training because Mm -hmm. I think your body is pretty smart and it tends to plateau on things that it's familiar with. Yep. So, so you got to mix it up. So you definitely have to mix it up. But yep. I think mentally that's a good thing too. It keeps you engaged and less bored by yep. doing the same things over and over. And I was. Are say, you guys taking notes? Because I am. <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, and then, and so. I also think that women do need, I think women tend to do a lot of cardio mm-hmm. um, because obviously that's going to be more of the fat burning yep. and I know. Why is that? I'll stuff. go to the gym with my husband and he goes right to the weight room and right. I go right to the treadmill. And run. that would be the other <laughs> thing because incre- it, the should more I follow muscle, him to the weight room? You should do both. Okay. You should definitely okay. alternate because having more muscle mass increases your metabolism. Okay. So it may not be that you're you know, spiking the same kind of heart rate. But then throughout the day, if you have a consistent level of muscle mass, it's both going to improve your posture and tone you and all of that. But even from a metabolism point of view, you're going to be burning calories for longer um, throughout the day and week if you have muscle. So it's not just about, you know, getting that, you know, cardio fix, which everyone feels great because that's where you're getting the endorphins and, you know, it definitely is going to change your mood up. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so what do you think, tell us a little bit about what it's like, you know, being a small business owner in your community, not only a small business owner, co-owner with Amy, but you're a woman. So what's that like? I mean, that must be kind of, you know, crazy to think that what your dad said to you about being an entrepreneur actually Mm -hmm. came true and you did it. But what is it like owning your own small business and being a woman and being a mother, right? It is very busy. Yes. <laughs> so I, I genuinely and generally feel like there aren't enough hours mm-hmm. in the day yep. because there's a lot of attention that needs to be paid to different aspects of my life. Yep. And having your own business, especially nowadays, there's really no downtime. Yep. So between having our phones and our business is seven days a week, yeah. morning and night, the only day that we're closed is Christmas Day. And so there are always... Things. issues going on, yeah. always things. Yeah. Um, 
at the same time, I do think I thrive a little bit on the chaos and I do like being busy and I like being challenged. So, um, but you know, as far as being a small business owner, there aren't that many people who kind of have your back in the situation where, where Amy and I sit. Yeah. So everything from, you know, if a piece of equipment gets broken, you know, we have people who can help us with that, but at the end of the day, things are on us. Yeah, for, you guys are the bosses. Yes. You're the CEOs. Right, yeah. for all of that. Yeah. And you, we have a small team, but it's yeah. not, you know, it's not huge and tremendous. And in our particular situation, we've also had a lot of national chains come in and have that level of competition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really proud that we've held our own with yeah, them. Yeah, say. But it's, you know, it's definitely a, it's definitely a different a different game. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there are plenty of days where I get home and there's nothing. The boys are like, what are we having for dinner? And there's not, really nothing in the, <laughs> like, refri- is there there's any nothing cereal? In the refrigerator. Um, so, yeah, we, we pull out the eggs and the cereal and have breakfast for yep. dinner. Yeah. Um, but in general, I'm super super grateful. I mean, I, I get to go to work and work with an amazing team and inspire people and to create something that you watch grow and Mm -hmm. touch people's lives is truly a blessing. And you've grown this from one studio to now there's six joy rides, right? So we have, we have five, we have four joy rides, one joy X, and then we have two licensed studios in San Antonio. So you are growing and you're spreading the joy all the way to Texas. We are. We are. Yeah. And the other th- cool thing about being a small business owner, I think, like just sharing more of the good news is that you hire people, right? Like right. You're, you're part of the local economy. You're churning it for along. Sure. And I think that's so awesome. Yeah. Right. And you're always looking for good people Absolutely. to join your team. And I think that's so cool that you've created jobs. Yeah. No, it's for, very exciting. For Connecticut. And I think that's really super important and something that is um, really so cool. Yeah. But so back to like the balancing, because this is something that I struggle with right. that I'm sure you do too. But yes. So what, it, what sort of advice would you have for people that are looking for that work-life balance. You know, there's so many women out there that are always struggling with this, right. myself included, and I'm sure many days you are too. Yes. But on like your good day, on your best <laughs> day when you're like, things are good, I'm in good balance. Like, what is that? What do you think is the magic to that? That would presume that I have those days, right? Do you ever have <laughs> Where I'm like, day? oh my gosh, good balance. You know, I think that it definitely ebbs and flows mm-hmm. a little bit. I think that, um, you know, knowing your strengths mm-hmm. and your weaknesses, time management is not necessarily my best. I will get yep. sucked into a project and, you know, all of a sudden the rest of my agenda for that day is gone yeah. or, like I said, the grocery store or, you know, other things. So it's definitely something that I do struggle with. Yep. And I think that... Um, you know, having your priorities. So there are times obviously where my kids demand more of my attention and there are other times where my business demands more of my attention. And so I just try to be as mindful as I can about what those needs are Mm -hmm. and trying to prioritize things. Um, so I guess that's the best, best answer. I think Yeah, I love the prioritizing, you know, I think that, you know, just being again, just trying to be mindful of it. And also I would say, you know, giving yourself a break. I think that so many women, we wear so many hats, we juggle a lot of different things and And we put a lot of pressure, we put a lot of pressure and the standards are high to Mm -hmm. maintain your household and be a great mom and Mm -hmm. wife and And then have friends and and look good and then exercise and then do your job and all of those things. 
And um, I, what I try to tell, tell myself is when I start to drop some balls, I'm like, I, I'm doing the best I can. Yep. And yep. I think and that's that that's okay. important. Yep. Right. That's okay. For sure. And I also think it's so cool for you as a mom of three boys to see their mom as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner. I think that is so awesome because it really means you're raising three boys that are going to, they have this whole new outlook about women working, yeah. right? And, yeah. and being entrepreneurs. And I think that's so, so important. And that's something that I love teaching my kids about right. that mommy and daddy are both working. Yes. And we're both part of this, you know? So and I, I think that's important. Yeah. And I think that just to sort of uh, expand on the last question that you asked about, you know, the balance. balance and all of that, you know, I think that that's an important thing too, because mm -hmm. there are times where I, you know, have missed sports games and I feel guilty mm -hmm. and, um, but then, you know, in the longer term, exactly what you're saying that you are a role model in yes. some ways for, right. You know, creating a business or having a profession mm -hmm. that is important to you and that is affecting other people's right. lives. Yep. No, I think that's so awesome. So what do you think, um, as back to fitness, what do you think the biggest challenge, um, that people experience in their fitness routines? Like, what is it that you hear the most from people and how do you sort of help them overcome those challenges? I would say probably the number one is just staying committed. Yep. Yes, having right. that routine okay. because people get very fired up at different yep. times. Like maybe oh, like January first. Exactly. That's <laughs> a huge one. This is the year that's gonna happen. I'm gonna lose the weight or I'm gonna get in shape or I'm gonna, you know, run that marathon or whatever it is. And life gets in the way. Yep. And there are always excuses to be found. And so I think the consistency is a huge piece of yep. it. So and good. I think very purposely, what we've tried to do at Joyride is both create a very welcoming, unintimidating environment so that regardless of your fitness level, you are welcome to come. And that's the beauty of indoor cycling because you don't have to be super fit to do it before. Right. You can sit you don't... in the dark in the back row. One hundred, like awesome. Right. One hundred percent. So, I mean, our youngest riders are 13. Our oldest rider is 84 years old. Oh Judy Epstein has been coming since we opened. Shout out Judy. Uh, Ju Judy's the bomb. I mean, we're all like, if we could be blessed like Judy at yes. 84 and be crushing it. That's so, amazing. So the welcoming aspect is really huge. And I think because we have that community, mm -hmm. it really welcomes people back in too. So we yep. know people's names and we have relationships that are building. Yep. And so maybe that will help them with the consistency. Yes. Part, right? Yes. Yep. And for our instructors, if we have consistent riders who yep. come, we'll check in and we're like, oh my gosh, we haven't seen you in a while. Yeah. And so that level How's of accountability. Okay? Yeah. Right. So yep. I think that in addition to the fact that we offer a variety of different formats. Yeah. So we mix it up because yep. I think people drop off because they get bored yes. and because they don't see results. And yep. so if you can find a routine that is both engaging mentally as well as physically, mm -hmm. which in order to keep you coming back, you know, you want to be able to see the results, feel good, look good yeah. and, um, create that variety. Yep. Okay. Now I get this a lot in, with my work, but I'm sure you do too. So what do you tell the person who says to you that they don't have any time for this? They don't have any time to work out. They're just too busy. They don't have time. What do you like to say? What do I like to say? Well, at the end of the day, I sometimes joke in my own classes. I'm like, we all have the same number of hours in the day. 24. As, Be as Beyonce, right? Yeah. <laughs> and she and Beyonce. she seems to get a whole lot of stuff done. Yes. I think that, um, again, it's just, it's prioritizing. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's really important to you, 
Yeah. Maybe you'll get up an hour earlier rather than sleep. Or maybe you will, you know, on your lunch break, go. Or go for a walk at lunch break, Exactly. Doing doing something. Or maybe walk to the subway instead of taking, you know. Right. I mean, I don't know. That's Right. But I think that that if it's enough of a priority, we make things happen. And if it's not... And we are, you know, kind of overwhelmed or pulled in other directions. Yep. It becomes less of a priority. Yeah. So. And if someone says, I only have 20 minutes, do you say right. to them, well, 20 minutes is better than zero. So Absolutely. let's do it. Absolutely. Right? Okay. For sure. Okay. So they don't have to think like, oh my God, I have to work out for 60 minutes. It no. Can be, and. Just try to fit something in. Right? Of course. Okay. And of course, I mean, we love it when people come to our studio, but even if that's not accessible, there are so many online mm-hmm. 20 minute workouts, 30 minute workouts yeah. you could do in your hotel your, room yes. or, you know, in your living room. Yeah. Um, we partner with a company called Forte Fit. Yes. Forte, and yes. they're amazing. And I mean, we stream People our cycling stream, classes. Yeah. They can stream it from anywhere as long as they're exactly. Forte. But then they'll have a 30 minute, you know, hit class or oh, so awesome. it's like if you have uh, less time. You know, right. Then you don't have to drive for you. to the, yeah, right. You can exactly. just do it from home, but fit it in, exactly. prioritize. Exactly. Okay. I really like that. So why do you think boutique fitness studios, even though we just talked about Forte, which yes. we love because Joyride is partnering with them, yes. but why do you think places like Joyride, these boutique fitness studios, why do you think that you guys are having this kind of success? Because I mean, I know what I think when yes. I walk in there, but what do you think, what do you attribute that to? Yeah. I think it's a couple of things. I think one is um, our society is so fast paced now and with all of the evolution of technology mm-hmm. and connection, I think that ultimately we're also very disconnected from each other. Yes. So to have an experience where you are really in the room with people and connecting, connecting and using that group energy, mm-hmm. there's really no substitute for that. And I think that people really crave that because we're all busy in our own days in our worlds. And in that room, we come together mm-hmm. and we work really hard and we try to make it, you know, the best 50 minutes of that day. But there's something that's re-energizing about being able to disconnect and I'm not going to answer my phone and I'm not going to, yes. you know, check my email. It's like I don't, a breath of nobody, fresh air. Nobody needs yes. me right now. Yes. And so. And this is the time for me. A hundred percent. And so that's also, you know, hard to find mm-hmm. and back to either the idea of balance or, you know, female, um, you know, professionals, like finding that time, that mm-hmm. me time I think is really important yep. because we spend a lot of energy on other things and other people mm-hmm. and we have to find places to refuel. Yeah. So I would say that that's definitely one of it. And the other piece is just that people are coming there for some sort of growth and change mm-hmm. and we're, you know, encouraging them along that path. And there's this really strong community that there's like social component that comes along with it too. So if you want to just go and, you know, go for a run or go lift weights at a gym and not really talk to anybody, that's not as much about what Joyride's about. Mm-hmm. It's very much about, you know, a social community. We do a lot of charity rides. Um, yeah, you, you, you know, we, do we, so we, much. we yeah. partner with a lot of different businesses mm-hmm. in the um, in the local towns that we are in. Mm -hmm. And so we really are looking to affect change in, you know, through exercise, but then beyond that. So in Mm -hmm. people's lives that then they're feeling more empowered because they're feeling stronger and all of that, that then they're going to take that into their own lives and their world and their businesses and, you know, sort of have that ripple effect. See, we're making, you're like changing the world. (laughs) I love it. It's so great. So Rhody, what is next for Joyride? What's ahead? 
So what is ahead for Joyride? I mean, we've been on a pretty aggressive growth track mm -hmm. since we started because we only opened seven years ago and essentially we now have seven studios. So amazing, uh, by you the know, way. Huge thank kudos. you. No, I mean, it's really it's amazing to us as well. Um, so I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, we definitely want to continue to grow and spread joy. Yes. I think that we've really seen people's lives be transformed by it and both our community as well as our staff be really invested mm -hmm. in it. Like we, we say we're joy family yeah. and there is a lot of important stuff as far as our relationships that extends beyond the studio. Mm -hmm. So in any way that we could grow that and have more communities have a joy ride and have that experience, we would love to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are different tacks that we think about taking, whether it's investment or um, a potential franchise or, you know, some other things that we're kind of bouncing around. We're always, you know, kind of focusing on where we're at and then how we Looking can do, how we can do it better yeah. and how we can grow and create both more opportunities as far as jobs as, and then, you know, authentically really try to spread joy through fitness. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, I'm super excited because Rodi and I are going to end today with a fitness challenge for all of you listening. And I hope many of you have taken a lot of notes and you're inspired and you're motivated and you've learned a lot from Rodi. First and foremost, one of my main takeaways from today is mixing things up because she was yes. really speaking right to me at the age of 45, how, you know, because of my hormones and how things are going, that it's very different from when I was 30 and 35 and then 40. So one of the things I'm really going to work on is mixing things up. And the good news is Rodi's offering some new classes this fall. So I'm really psyched about that. But the challenge for all of you guys out there is to think about what you've learned from Rodi today on this podcast. And then how can you incorporate one of her tips? How can you actually implement into your routine maybe one takeaway that you heard from Rodi today? And as I always say that we are better together, so let's all do the challenge together. After you're listening to this podcast, what are you going to do to challenge yourself in your fitness? And I already know what I'm going to do. So Rodi's going to hold me accountable, you guys. But I just want to say a huge thank you to my friend Rodi Lorenz for being such a rock star and such a good guest and certainly a good news VIP all-star. So thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm sure you've inspired and motivating so, motivated so many people because... She's such a rock star and just overall badass. <laughs> so um, let's, I just can't wait to get going on some of these tips and ideas. So thanks to Rodi and thank you all for listening today. I'm so grateful for all of you. I know that I would never be here without all of you supporting me and inspiring me to be a kinder, better person every single day. So stay tuned for next week's podcast. Remember, you can always find me on iTunes. Please, please be sure to subscribe and then rate and review my podcast as well. I would be so grateful. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community right here in this audio space. So for now, I am your happy host, Nina Clark. Again, so grateful to be here with you all. You can find me across all social media platforms as Nina B. Clark. The B is for Bradley. But please be sure to follow me on Instagram because for now, Instagram is my jam. Thank you again so much for listening and let's keep being awesome.